A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I feel like you have to fight for your mental health in this right. job because yes. it's so cons- all-consuming. And I love, like, Headspace. I've really been enjoying, like, meditating. Like, it's really helped ground me. Yes. And I feel like a, a huge part of weight loss that no one ever talks about is, like, turning the cortisol off. Yes. No one ever talks about this. Hello, and welcome back. Today, I'm joined by singer-songwriter Freya Ridings. Freya's ascent in the music industry has been steep and fast. At the time of recording, her single Lost Without You had just gone platinum, and she spent the last year performing across the world, including on The Late Late Show with James Corden, at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Awards show, and on The Greatest Dancer. In this episode, we talk about how Freya came to write such beautiful, haunting songs, her relationship with her body, which has changed an awful lot over the past few years, which skincare she rates, and she shares some of the makeup tips she's learned from makeup artists. Here's Freya. You're growing up, mm. North London. Your dad is a voiceover artist, actor, musician. Yeah, so he's very final. creative. Yeah. And you, and what's your mum doing? Is she looking after you She guys, was or? an actor and okay. she's a writer. But okay. she sort of stopped doing that to focus on raising me and my brother. And we were homeschooled for a bit. So she put everything into us, which is like a huge sacrifice for her. But I'm so happy she did. So you have a very creative upbringing. I'd say bohemian. Bohemian. Yeah, it's okay. definitely not one of those like, like the furniture didn't like took a beating kind of mm-hmm. it was like we definitely came before like stuff yeah. which was a really nice way around to do it but there's a lot of like you know instruments and books and cds and dvds just everywhere <laughs> and which one of them do you get your red hair from this is the funny thing they're both well my dad's kind of got sandy blonde and my mom's blonde um and i'm the only redhead in my family are you but my mom has irish roots and a bit of like some scottish celtic roots so okay. i'm guessing that's they, i guess they both must have the recessive genes but right, no one so in my family is throwback back from back in the day i don't come from a family of gingers i wish i did okay tell me then about being the only ginger in a family of people who aren't ginger i mean i was always like made to feel like it was a very special thing like okay. my mom was like i remember the day before i went to school for the first time she was like so people might say things and remember they're all compliments and i was like really and she was like yeah if they say anything about your hair they just mean they like it mm-hmm. like if they call you carrot top or like ginger anything like that and i was like okay and it she took me a couple of years to realise that like being ginger wasn't a really good thing. Oh, no, it's a lovely thing. But did, did they but say school, stuff to you? Yeah, I feel like it definitely isolates you. Because also I was much taller because mm. I'm like I'm like 5'11". So okay. I'm like a much taller child. Yeah. I was just bigger than the other children. Yeah, and I feel yeah, like yeah. that kind of excludes you and makes you sort of a natural outcast, which then kind of was reinforced by just... Because I was brought up with actors who yeah. are all sort of much more grown up. I just didn't seem to... I've never really gone with people like my own... Age, age when I was growing up now I do because it's yeah, like you know we're all kind of grown up now yeah did you struggle with that then or was it something that wasn't a big deal for you no it was hugely a big deal because I love people and I'd been growing up in this sort of really accepting sort of creative bohemian family mm. and suddenly at school it's like it's not it's not you know cool to kind of be passionate and to care or mm. to like mm-hmm. be funny or like to have a laugh like it's just cool to not care and I always cared so much about everything yeah that it was kind of like I realized that to hold on to who I actually was I would just have to kind of shut down like go into my shell in school and it was really sad um 
and I used to just go to the piano rooms at lunchtime and that was how I sort of dealt with it. It was like the okay. sort of thing that anchored me through the day because it was so cripplingly lonely. Like it was the worst. But at the same time, it gave me this intense sort of need to tell the stories you would tell to a friend. Mm -hmm. But I only had a piano, so I used to just write songs. So you were playing the piano from what age? Well, my mum got me lessons when I was about seven to nine, but mm. I was just sort of realising how dyslexic I was at the same time, and they okay. were so suddenly realising that, like, I was struggling hugely with keeping up with the other kids when I would I would really, really focus. Academically. Like yeah, academically, yeah. it was yeah. a huge struggle. And it's that thing at school, it's like, if you're not good at this one specific thing, you're seen as dumb. And it's yeah. like, that is so, there are so many different kinds of intelligence, and it's just, it's so wrong to do that to children. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm so lucky I came from a family that said... No, it's, it, this is a positive. Mm. This is like, you see things differently. You can, you know, you don't have to read the music because mm. I really couldn't, mm. but I could hear it by ear and I could work it out and I can right. still do it to this day because that's how I learned to write. So can you interpret me? So if you hear something, can you play it back? Yeah. Oh, that's great. What a skill. Instantly. Which is like, at the time, like, they, like my teacher was like, that's just weird. Like, just yeah. play the song what I told you to. And I'm like, I can't, like, if you show it to me, I can. Yeah, and yeah, they would yeah. always be like, if you can't read it, you can't play it. Is that perfect pitch, though? Then? No, no, I don't think I have perfect pitch right, at okay, all. I, yeah. I'm in awe of people who do. But it's that yeah. vibe of, like, I can just, like... You hear it and you can... Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, mostly, yeah. like, songs. Like, that was the thing that was, like, championed in my in my family. It was, like, storytelling and songwriting. So Those are the two, like, yeah, the holy two grails. Yeah, things, which is exactly what you do now. I remember my teacher once um, coming up to me when I was, like, colouring in mm. and just being like, you can't draw outside the lines. And I remember being, like, looking up and being like why and she literally had no good reason she was like just because that's the way things are and i'm like well that's wrong yeah and i remember just being like that was i never used to speak back but that was the one time yeah, I was yeah like yeah, this yeah. just feels wrong to me yeah like you should be able to so quite be outspoken or quite quite strong in who you were inside but you'd shut down Completely effectively shut down. so you'd put a shell around i yourself. think people are still shocked they're like how are you the same person because i was like so quiet and yeah. i actually had so much to say and i love people so much and it was just the darkest days yeah. but I look back now and I'm so grateful because without yeah. that I wouldn't be doing what I love now well exactly and also kind of I feel like at some point in an artist's life that there, there tends to be a time that they've want to express themselves and yeah. can't through usual mediums and without that, that pain yeah. I wouldn't be doing this yeah and I'm so happy that I have this incredible like it's it's an incredible gift to be able to like yeah travel the world doing what you love and like sharing oh, with completely. people like so you're at school um were this is around the early 2000s which yeah. is a kind of interesting period both musically and in the way people looked mm -hmm. i always think of the early 2000s being like the era of justin britney christina yeah. right um basically naked yeah completely. um very tanned hair free um long blonde hair and and that's not how you look so no. were you aware of that i was such a tomboy and i just used to wear like my dad's like baggy tops and like like tracky bottoms and i was just basically very determined to not be defined by how i looked which was right. strange for like a little girl i think but then it, it meant kind of like i didn't wear makeup until i was like 18 19 right. like at all but okay. i feel like as a redhead like mascara did actually change my life yeah, yeah. like i look back and i'm like oh my god <laughs> it was definitely i i sort of used when i started to find out about like makeup and skincare as mm. a kind of a tool for like self-empowerment and growth and like mm. i kind of look back we all look back at like trends we've had been like oh do you remember that time yeah, yeah. and then like you know i can do things better now and it's that kind of yeah. feeling of autonomy over your own life so tell me about your skin then growing up so i really struggled because i was i had really bad eczema when I was growing mm -hmm. up um when I was like a toddler and my mum was like tireless in her way of trying to find a cure for it like okay. she wouldn't stop and they yeah. would give her like steroid creams and it was slowly it was getting really really bad like mm -hmm. I had friends who who were like literally bandaged like mummies wow. and I remember it being a quite a like a 
curse of like little yeah. people at the time i think it's yeah. just because like you're growing and your skin there's something yeah. going on extra age uh, yeah it's, a lot of people have it it's horrific yeah. and i just remember like just being in so much pain and just her never stopping trying to find like a natural cure or, like an oil yeah. or like something yeah and um she, i remember like it was she was saying it was like it got all the way down to my arms mm. and it meant i couldn't like play with other kids as well yeah like it was actually really debilitating yeah. when i think about it but yeah. it literally was about to start on my face and it covered my whole body and um she managed to find what was it Starflower oil, safflower oil, and she yeah. put it in my orange juice, and it stopped. And then the next day, it went further back and back and back. And oh, it that's receded incredible! Until it went away and it never came back. I wouldn't wear makeup because I was like, oh hell no, I don't want it to give me some sort of allergic reaction. Yeah, because I couldn't wear face paint like as a kid. Like, oh really? I was so really you were, sensitive red. You had very sensitive skin. Yeah, <laughs> it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm not going to touch anything, and then it'll be it'll be fine. But I always yeah. remember how passionate she was about not stopping until she'd found something to help me. The steroids would help a little bit, but then it would come back more yes. violently. Yeah. And she managed to find something that was obviously like an imbalance in some so sort of great. Yeah, and yeah. It, it totally worked for me. So you were a classic late bloomer. Completely. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your body image and your weight then when you were growing up. Well, because I was struggling at school, I've, I heard this thing which is really, really hits home and it's just about any kind of addiction in any shape or form. Mm. Um, and it was like the root of all addiction is the lack of connection, apparently. Yeah. And so at school I felt very isolated and I definitely like turned towards like, you know, sugar and like eating just to make me feel kind of like... I don't know, safe. Because I was so tired as well. I was. I went to a school really far away okay. to help deal with my dyslexia and I was so tired that yeah. I would just have sugar just to keep me, like, awake. Okay. But it obviously sent me into some kind of, like, almost diabetic spiral yeah, where, yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I still focus on my blood sugar more than normal people Because you need the sugar to, yeah. to get, to keep going and exactly. then you have more and more. But it just kind of spiralled <coughs> into this thing where, like, I was... I was so much bigger than mm-hmm. everyone in my class. And it's just like, I mean, this how thing, big are we talking? We're talking like you can't buy clothes from normal shops. Okay. Like it was quite a lot. So you weren't just strong. You had fat on, like yeah, yeah. of fat on you. No, I mean like I was literally, I mean, what was the size? I can't actually remember, but I think I was like 22 stone. Okay. But by, by my biggest. Yeah. Which at the at time. How old? Uh, I think I was like, that was the probably the most. I was like 18 for a right. long time. And yeah, then yeah, it, yeah. it got, like, over a couple of years, it got really bad. Mm. And I always remember knowing in my soul that one day I would lose it. And it was yeah. almost like it was a defense mechanism to stay safe. Yeah. I didn't feel safe. Yeah. And it was like a cocoon, literally a cocoon, and a defense mechanism to, to like, not get hurt. Yeah. I used to come home from school every day and I would mm. dance for, like, two hours. Yeah. And I would, like, you know, just start writing a diary, which completely changed my life. Mm. Just sort of every day still I would write fight a diary. every day. Good, okay. It's like it anchors me to... It's literally, like, my, my favourite thing to yeah. to sort of say to people that it will change your life. Do you write it at night before you go to sleep? Every night. Yeah. Even when I really don't want to. But it's yeah. that thing of, like... Last year was the first year I've done an entire year straight through every day. Oh, great. Okay. And it's, like, the amount of, like, you know, countries we went to and incredible yeah. things we did. It's just yeah. to have that anchor. It's like, yeah. no matter where you are in the world, what you're doing, you have that. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was a huge struggle. But mm. I always knew, like, in my soul that I was going to lose the weight to do what I love. So when you were at your heaviest, you were in your mid-teens then. So what, like, 13, 14? No, I would say, like... 13, 14 was getting more and more, and then 16 was when it really, like, hit home. Okay, so that is a very hard age anyway, because there's puberty, you're sort of in the late stages of puberty, so you're, you know, you're getting a period, your body's changing anyway, and it's a hard time, so... It's like being a prisoner. Yeah. It's like being imprisoned. Yeah, and when you're... uh, So I was also um, really quite overweight at, like... 
13 and 14 and I yeah and I also had the thing where I was like I know that I will lose weight like I but I also felt cocooned and safe under my fat because people no one's gonna no one's gonna hurt you no in this weird way you feel quite vulnerable especially in a place you don't feel safe but also people immediately discount you from being beautiful yeah you don't feel like you're in that race you're not running yeah I literally remember being in the toilets one time and hearing these girls talk and they were like talking about something and I came out and they were like oh like oh we never they were talking about another Freya in my ear actually yeah and they were like oh no we never talk about you yeah so you had a lot of inner um, yeah a boy boy I liked once actually said you don't act like a fat person I was like thanks (laughs) but to me it was like that's not who I was that was something that I dealt I went through an I found school incredibly traumatic and Mm. I felt like that was a reaction to that trauma yeah and now the, the second that I was outside of it and I felt like I was doing what I was meant to be doing and what I loved. Yeah. I still worked and incredibly hard to lose it, but it wasn't as hard as I think people might, like mentally, I didn't have to have it anymore. Yeah. So what did you do to lose it? Were you quite sensible? Well, um, there was this book by like Paul McKenna. Mm-hmm. I remember my mum got it from like a secondhand shop and I was like, well, I'll just read it just to see. And it just seemed to like, I tried a lot of different things, but this just seemed to be like the opposite of starving yourself and about yeah. listening to yourself. And I started applying it to all areas of my life and about consciously enjoying and being thankful mm-hmm. for the things in your life, whether that's food or like people or your experiences. And it just kind of was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I just started to enjoy what I did more in my life and it kind of just Were your parents um, concerned about you at all? Yeah. Okay. But they were never one of those parents who were like, you have to lose weight, like at all. Okay. They were like, we're just concerned like about you being happy as a person. Yeah. And them taking that huge leap of faith and, you know, remortgaging so I could go to the Brit school, yeah. which is what they did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I owe them so much for that. So when you first got to the Brit school, yeah. you walk in and I'm picturing, because I've never been to a stage school, but I'm picturing fame. Okay, there was one day where everyone got on the tables and danced, but that was a very rare day. And that, that sounds was, amazing. That was the musical theatre people. We had a great time. Okay. But the people in the music strand were weirdly yeah. kind of shut off and kind of quite distant like okay. there was no kind of camaraderie like there wasn't a musical theatre or theatre and I'm used to that kind of world because mm-hmm. I come from like a family of actors mm-hmm. so I was like do you guys want to like collaborate and they just look at me like <laughs> they were like no I really no, don't we're solo people. yeah like we're like we're actually really cool and you're obviously yeah. not and I'm like yeah. okay don't worry I'll just I'll be in the I'll be in the practice rooms writing yeah and um it's just funny now because like so you were writing at the time you're playing the piano you play the guitar yeah what else do you play anything else ukulele but it's okay. mostly I never saw myself as, like, a musician. Okay. I still don't. I just use it to write songs. And I remember one day one of the teachers who used to actually be quite, like, she'd always say to the girls who would come in, she'd be like, oh, my God, you guys look so beautiful. And then I'd come in and she'd be like, oh, God. Aww. I remember her chasing me down the hallway being like, you look so much better than you used to. And I was like, you're a terrible teacher. <laughs> but, but there is something, or in my experience, tell me if this is yours or not, but in terrible. my experience, when people then say to you, you look great, you've yeah, lost so much weight, you almost want to slap them. because Yeah, you're like, you're like no. how dare you? Yeah, you're like, this is my boy. <laughs> Like, I know that, like, I it's nice when people say you look good, but I don't want to be, like, weighed up and sized up and judged by people in that way. You know the way that people like to tell people that they're going to lose weight? Yeah. For me, that's, like, my worst nightmare. Yeah. Because what I like to do is surprise people with insane, like, transformations that they didn't yeah. see coming and be like, yeah. ta-da! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. You're a showgirl. Yeah. It. yeah. I like the big reveal. And yeah. I like, you know, not seeing someone for a couple of years and then being like, damn, like, where did you yeah. come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. at the same time, it's like... I know that sort of like ugly duckling syndrome, but it's like, yeah. it's the reason why like I, I know in like deep, deep down when people yeah. are genuine and when they're not, because yeah. I was the person that they completely disregarded yeah. Yeah. as not important. Yeah. 
And so I know what it's like now. Yeah, and you would never going to be a gift. It's a gift that I will treasure. Do you love makeover films? Oh my god, I'm obsessed. It's like everyone does. (laughs) Like Princess Diaries, or like everyone like obsessively loves those. But I think if you have have ever felt like an ugly duckling, they mean more to you because you kind of have you know projected yourself into that thing and thought one day I'll wear a dress (laughs) and it will be great and like kind of literally I did a fitting today with like Richard Quinn who's like this incredible designer like the Queen went to show last year and I'm playing at his fashion show wow. I remember like a couple of years ago I was shopping at like charity shops and now yeah. I get like a cured like ball gown I mean you are living like, the makeover ah! film <laughs> <laughs> I'm like someone should be filming this Lost Without You huge hit thank you when did you write that? So it's this crazy thing where I guess it's about three and a half four years ago now mm. um because the years just keep rolling on and the song is still there. It's yeah. just one of those funny things that I've been writing for so long, but yeah. when heartbreak actually hits you, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it seems to come from a deeper place. Mm-hmm. Like I normally write like a chorus first and then like I kind of go back to like a middle eight. This literally, I came in, sat down at the piano, shut my eyes and sang it from the first line to the last line completely in one go. Oh, really? I'm not even joking. Like I just sang it in one go, opened my eyes and I was crying. I don't even remember it. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like it came from this really honest place. Have you spoken about who the heartbreak was? I never say who my songs are about, but they, I always write from personal experience. Fine. It's just the best way of healing and turning something so painful and so yeah. lonely into something so just unbelievably magical. And which artists do you love? Like, who whose career do you like and who do you look up to? I grew up with, like, these, you know, strong female singer-songwriters, so Taylor Swift and Adele, yeah. Amy Winehouse and Florence were, like, my four holy yeah. grail women. And yeah. I still think I can see are, you in that I, sort of bracket. I yeah. love them to bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Taylor Swift added my song literally straight after it had come out like yeah. months before anything had happened with it she added it to her playlist of like songs taylor loves maybe dropped my phone i still cannot deal with that because she was my yeah. un- like beyond idol it's like six six eight months before like love it was on love island so right, she okay. was like that was she was so there that, from that, the first that day. song is like your big song that's you know the song that sort of has defined your career up to now to some extent that's the biggest one i always love ballads i love big ballads yeah and at school that made me so uncool <laughs> like there was no words for that. they were just were like it's a what like a celine dion it's ballad ba- yeah, yeah like big pop okay. ballads like yeah. they just they make my life i love them i just yeah. feel like they're that kind of wail from a a place of like just but also, despair and like love and it's if just if you can sing <laughs> it must be so satisfying to let it out in that way do you know what right the bit in the in Not So That You Wear is that there's a slightly whaley bit mm. I kind of where yeah. I remember when I sang that for the first time I was like I'll obviously go back and put some lyrics in there yeah. and then I kind of thought about it I was like no I literally just sang that because I'm like super super sad yeah and I feel like everyone just to a certain level wants to do that yeah just sort of let it out yeah that's what it feels like it feels like a sort of bloodletting and was, yeah and now <laughs> yeah. I get like friends of friends like sending pictures of like there was like a friend I haven't it was like a lads night out mm. and they all were all singing it together and they all went Wah! like all together yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah. even boys are doing it this is crazy when you sing songs yeah. and you were trying to sort of make it what was your look I just remember being like one of my goals was to buy something from like was to buy like a dress from Topshop because okay. I was like I would love to be able to fit into Topshop that would be like my goal yeah um so weight was still quite important to you at that point well hugely because yeah. it was like for me I know people always want to lose weight for like you know it's just it's very self-empowering but for me I honestly knew that I couldn't do the job that I wanted to do Mm. with that energy level like I wanted the energy right more than anything yeah like so now when I have the energy to like tour the world and like 
just do these incredible like it's like a marathon now it feels to me that the shift is no longer on being skinny and looking like a model but yeah. more on being fit enough yeah to do the job freaking hell so, it's like being yeah. an athlete and i sit down for shows like yeah like i was just i was talking to um isabella summers who's the machine to florence the machine and i was yeah. talking about how incredibly or in or i am a florence being able to run and oh, sing. she's a very physical performer isn't she, she yeah i sing for like yeah. two hours and i'm like that i'm can you run for two yeah, hours yeah, i can barely yeah. like I mean, run no, for, like, no, no and sing i'm like i'm so i can't even limply dance for two hours Me too. <laughs> at a wedding <laughs> so, i'm no. like so in awe of her yeah and so it's just things like that like just kind of working out the kind of woman and artist that i wanted to be yes but i always saw it as like a sort of cocoon time mm. and there were people at the brit school who were like they've been signed very young and they were like i've met like we've made it guys like just yeah. relax and i was like no 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 this this now is the bit where we work so tell me then about what exercise you found that you liked and still like well it's been a really funny kind of progression because i kind of i was determined to do it without any kind of extreme sort of like diet i don't believe in diets so you didn't want to punish yourself at all you want not at all in fact the opposite i find that a lot of weight comes from self-hate yes and it's actually you can't change it through more self-hate you actually have to start to be kind to yourself and that's the hardest part of it is accepting that you know just finding the moments where you feel most beautiful and empowered. And for me, it was lifting my mattress up off the floor and dancing to like Taylor Swift and Adele and like Amy Winehouse and like just really, and like Noel Rogers and Chic and stuff, mm-hmm. which I just found out I'm singing with after the Brits. I'm like, no, you're not. I literally can't believe it because I love amazing. him. Well done. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, just... I'm not surprised you're very talented, but still no, amazing. No, but it's full circle. Yeah. These are the yeah, people yeah. that inspired me to get yeah. out of this dark, yeah. and dark now you're hole. In there their league yeah and yeah. I used to do a lot of like visualizations and like visualizing what I would want the future to be okay. like and to a certain level I'd never thought that any of it could come true right but you just do it and you just what were what were your doubts you know because you're enormously talented you must have been told that your whole life no I got told yeah. that I had to write happy songs I got told okay. that I had to like not have my second name and like mm-hmm. you know they just they'll always try and make you smaller mm-hmm. I think that's something my mum taught me she was like they'll always try but you just have to hold your ground and be like no take up as much space as you take up yeah and it's that feeling of like I'm now physically smaller but I feel a lot like bigger in terms of like my spirit and my soul yeah. I feel like much more empowered by what I've done and it's... because I did it on my own with a very you know small support group of like my family and like a very few people mm. I'm just now I, I have so much more gratitude for what's happening now right. because I know what it's like to live without it. Yeah. To really live without it. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? It's a, It seems to me to be a very female thing to f- want to shrink yourself physically and, you know, yeah. I'm not in this room, don't worry about me, I'm no. nice, I'm polite and all of this. No. And it's Like, actually, at some point, I think if you work on yourself, you get to the point where you're like, no, this is how big I am, physically, mm-hmm. mentally, this is how noisy I am. And, like, that's fine. Yeah, like, my mum, like, I was not raised to be, a like... Like, when strangers would be like, oh, give me a kiss. And I'd be like, no. Um, and they'd be like, go on. And my mum would be like, she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. And I've dressed myself since I was like three. I used to wear welly boots back to front. Like, she would just let me be who I was. Yeah. And encourage, like, a loud laugh. And like, yeah. you know, like, like you know, finding things funny. And enjoying your, your food. Great. And like, you know, yeah. just being unapologetically yourself. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like school just sort of tried to crush that out of me and I just held on to it I had to hold on to it Mm -hmm. and it was dark but it gave me a great sense of perspective in terms of you can plan things like 10 years in the future and they can come Hey I'm Ryan Reynolds At Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does They charge you a lot we charge you a little So naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. So let's go back to then makeup. Yeah, oh my god, I love makeup so much. And skincare. Actually, let's do makeup and skincare together. So tell me, you're, you know, you're at Brit School, you're developing your, I'm going to use the word look again. (laughs) Oh, you're developing your look. I always have my my hair. My hair was like who I was. Okay. And I was always pale and I was always very proud of that. I wore Factor 50 every day. Mm -hmm. Which brand? Do you have a brand you like? Well, oh my god, I do, but I can send it to you. Basically, I really struggled to find a sun cream that wouldn't like break me out in like. Is it HelioCare? HelioCare is amazing. Okay, fine. I I use the tinted moisturizer HelioCare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's another brand that's actually incredible. I will will send it to you. I'll send it to you to link because they sent it to me and I was like, well, this is definitely not going to work for me because factors higher than like 30 yeah. normally gaming spots and I was like that scares me yeah um but I wear it every day and I'm so happy mm-hmm. I feel like I've literally learned so much about skincare and it's my absolute passion how have you learned have you just been into it or has someone helped you well I didn't really have like acne growing up and then suddenly like I don't know if it was like the touring like the traveling and like the eating like yeah a sort of weird diet when you travel I mean, I like fighting for your mm-hmm. health on tour. Like, that's mm-hmm. one of my favourite things, is mm-hmm. to, like, try and get enough water and actually, like, be healthy enough on tour and yeah. bring green tea in my bag wherever I go. It's, like, yeah. my thing. But I suddenly started to get, like, cystic acne, and it freaked me out, yeah. especially when, like, you're on, like, cameras, like, HD cameras that come up really close to your face. You're like, oh, hell no. Like, yeah. you just don't want it. You're like, yeah. please, God, no. Especially when they're leaving scars. It really started to freak me out. Yes. So I became absolutely obsessed with, like, trying to find, you know, products or skincare, things that could... like change that yeah and thank god now i found like a very sort of stripped back skincare regime that actually Mm -hmm. has kept it all at bay and i'm so so grateful honestly so for me a huge huge thing was like taking my makeup off without wipes so i started using i started using like um a balm cleanser Mm -hmm. i use blue moon by sunday riley freaking mm-hmm. life-changing mm-hmm. my manager said that and i was like oh see because i love sunday riley but i was yeah. like how good can a cleansing bomb be freaking life-changing yeah unbelievable yeah i do it every night take it off with the flannel yeah take it off yeah. with the flannel and it's just something about it it's quicker and it's better i do it after every when show you travel, every hotel room but when you're in a hotel room yeah. there's something nice about putting hot flannel on your face i know it sounds you feel bizarre clean. but yeah you feel good and somehow. your skin like can breathe again and yeah. it's like absolutely it's stunning yeah. yeah there's um a glycolic acid um tonery thing called liquid gold alpha h yes. which is my absolute holy yes. grail i prefer it a lot to like pixie tonic people who love that love that product no it's unreal yeah it's unbelievable how often do you use it um i would say every night that i don't use retinol pretty right. much wow you yeah. are up on your skincare so <laughs> okay. love reten- retinol for me was the big life-changing thing because i was like no matter how much you i exfoliated with like glycolic or like salicylic or like mm. lactic i'm obsessed mm. with all acids mm-hmm. because i didn't realize that it's gentler than scrubbing your face yeah way gentler yeah and also it can reduce like scarring and stuff that i was really starting to get worried about on tour like we do a sheet yeah. mask every day like we're yeah. obsessed with like korean sheet masks so so you're so you glycolic yeah go back to the routine then we'll go to the sheet mask so you yeah. glycolic off or retinol which retinol do you use? um i use the murad retinol fine and i'm the really encapsulated one uh the serum yeah because i saw it and i'd heard that it's the only right. thing deep enough to like Firstly, it's not aging, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. can penetrate yeah. cystic yeah. acne and yeah it's a huge investment but it's one of those things that when I like, we've got this 
incredible friend and stylist Ella who um, is incredible at style but she like was taking she was washing her face with like a men's all in one body yeah. wash and I was like babe I was like we're gonna sort you out like yeah. and for Christmas I got her like a cleanser I was, and she was like my skin's changed and I was like and it's changed the way she feels about her, like herself and she's yeah. like oh I'm going on like dates and I feel girly and like that makes me so happy yeah but skin is a very big thing like, I think until people have Massive. better skin they don't realise how debilitating having bad skin is it's freaking yeah. crippling yeah it makes you feel much better when your skin's glowy you're like oh it's okay people can look at me there was a point on tour like I look back at it and it's like we had I don't know we've been doing like sheet masks every day and we basically came off tour looking better than we started <laughs> what sheet masks do you use anything Korean oh, okay so patchology patchology okay yes patchology, okay, the patchology yeah. brightening mask is yeah. probably the best mask I've ever used I use it before every single TV show okay and I know skin 111 is incredible yeah they're they're diamond yeah, it? one on one skin. It's stunning. Yeah, I love that. I know. It's enormously expensive. It's so it's expensive. But that's why I kind of like, I use Patchology for like yeah. every day. Yeah. And then I use like one on one if Oscars we're doing like. Yeah, like yeah. If we're doing like a James Corden in LA, yeah. like I did it that yeah. day. Yeah. And especially for like the under eyes, but we do two sheet masks every plane journey we do. So how do you like we take that shit do you? seriously? Yeah. So how do you prep when you're doing <laughs> something big, like going on the late, late show with James Corden? Yeah. Um, do you so you put your sheet mask on? Do you yeah. have a quiet moment to yourself? Are you quite into because you know if you're if a visualizer, do you, are you someone who likes to have a moment to gear yourself up? It's one of those funny things that there's just people around you and you're doing interviews and you're probably in hair and makeup from like eight a.m. and you're mm. not playing until nine p.m. So it's a long day of like constant sort of makeup touch-ups and there's nothing wrong with that, but you do have to fight for your like I feel like you have to fight for your mental health in right. this job because yes. it's so all consuming and I love like headspace I've really been enjoying like meditating like it's really helped ground me and I feel like a a huge part of weight loss that no one ever talks about is like turning the cortisol off yes no one ever talks about this yeah because if your brain thinks that you're in danger it doesn't matter if you eat like a rice cake a day you're not gonna lose any weight like you have to calm down at a core level for your body to be like I'm safe I can lose weight which is a huge part of why I'm like such an advocate of like people enjoying the exercise they do yes you can't lose weight so what exercise do you do okay so I started off dancing in my bedroom because it was like just fun and then I started running great way to like up your endorphins isn't it if you're listening to something you like well I just used to visualise the kind of person that I wanted to be and I could see it I was like even if other people can't I can see it it's funny so this morning um, I watched Dirty Dancing last night yeah I mean I just love that film but this morning I was listening to the soundtrack and I was doing what would usually be my quite pious exercise regime and I just kept the music I like yoga quite a lot, but like a yoga, but I've basically mixed my yoga with like star jumps and stuff. So I kind of basically stretch out yogically and then do some jumping. But anyway, today I was like, I'm just going to listen to my music and God knows what the people across the road must have thought. But I was like dancing to Dirty Dancing. I was like, this is great. I feel good. And it didn't feel like exercise. It just felt like I was moving. Like it was great. Yeah. There's something so empowering about enjoying Your body. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you're sort of grateful for it, you don't want to hurt. Yeah. obsessively because obviously you're traveling like it's really really hard to have a routine yeah. like every day is different some days you wake up at 3am some days you can wake up at like 12 it's bizarre yeah. yeah um but it's one of those fun sort of russian roulette things but what i always do every day is i do ballet beautiful which is like it's a hybrid of ballet yeah. and pilates and there are these cool. videos and you can do them anywhere youtube with your own um she used to be on youtube and now yeah. she has a website and you can She's called Mary Helen Bowers. I freaking love her. All the Victoria, all the Victoria's Secret models do it because you can do it with your own body weight, okay, yeah. or like leg weights or yeah, whatever. Better. There was a time I was travelling with a kettlebell and it broke my suitcase, <laughs> so I stopped doing that. Yeah. But it's the most. It's incredible. These tiny, tiny like sort of ballet Pilates movements, and they're so strengthening. And oh, that sounds great. My thing is like I do a minimum of fifteen minutes a day. Okay. 
that's my goal, right, for every day is to do 15 minutes ballet in the morning and to write my diary. At and, night, yeah. yeah. And then whatever happens in the middle, <laughs> Whatever happens handle. in the middle, like, whatever. <laughs> but those two things ground me. It's almost like building up stamina. Like, yeah. it's like on tour. Like, I used to be like, oh my God, one show. And now I'm like, I do 20 shows in a row. And you're traveling. And the tour bus has literally changed my life. Yeah. Because it means you actually get to sleep. I don't think anyone realises the difference. How many people are on a tour bus? We had 11 last time. Okay. And it's like, they become a family. Yeah. And you have a kettle and you have like, you have like a little, like two front rooms and you have like incredible movie nights. How many loose do you nights. have? Okay, you have one, but you wake up and you're there. Okay. So most people, you sleep through the travel. Okay. So you wake up and you're already in the city you need to be in. Okay, fine. So it's not like you have to worry about no. who's going to use the shower or no, is there no, a shower no. on there? There's, there's always a shower at the venue and the venues, okay. the bigger they get, are like nicer. Okay. So it's it's all good. Like there's yeah. an element of like it being a bit like camping, but it's camping when you've got like a TV. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> getting on flights and then like checking in and all that is just hellish. So if you can go somewhere, we, and I did down. that like every single day for a while <laughs> on support tours, and I'm not gonna lie, like that's the most drained I've ever been in my life. Yeah, because there's no, you're right, there's no place for you to just keep all your stuff and yeah. just be calm. I work with makeup artists who I absolutely adore. They yeah. are complete like. I just have so much respect for them because I yeah. know what an art form it is. And I've literally, I've learned so much of them. I bought a lot of the same stuff that you use yeah. on me. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, so what it's crap. Found, it's what really crap for me because like, that's all learn? I do is like watch. Well, the huge part of it is skincare. Yeah. Like a huge part of it. And then you suddenly work out how important it is to have that canvas ready. Yeah. And they appreciate it so much when I've done masks and when I've tried. Yeah. So they're like, oh, you know, sometimes people come in and they haven't even washed their face and it's like a nightmare. Yeah. And they're like, you always come in and you've done a mask like yeah. 6am in the in cab. Condition, you have yeah. no idea how many cab drivers I've scared. They turn around, I'm doing a face mask. And I'm like, they're like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. they're completely like traumatized. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, a huge part of it. I've learned a lot about like less. They use a lot less. Like when yeah. you take off a makeup after having your makeup artist do your makeup, it's like, there's a lot less on the yeah. towel than it would be if you did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they do a lot of like building, a lot of shearing out yeah. and a lot of like gentle. And also maybe the, the choice of what, if you're doing a lip, you do the lip, but yeah. then you kind of just make the rest of the face balance oh, yeah. out. Oh yeah, well for yeah. a lip, I've never seen a makeup artist not do it with a lip brush. There are yeah. certain things that like, just little tools that make a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. There's also, um, what is that? Because I have, I have about three or four makeup artists that we always use, but right. there's Rebecca um, and... Becky mm-hmm. and they are absolute legends and we've worked together for many years and they're just they know my skin really well yeah and they always do a very kind of like natural like youthful glowy there's a lot of like what foundation do they use on you well there's a mix of like NARS and MAC okay and it's really fascinating but actually it's mostly like the fact that they put liquid highlighter under the foundation yeah so it kind of you glow from <laughs> from within. within yeah from under it's the freaking yeah. genius yeah for, especially for pale girls yeah. there is um you know uh, the liquid highlighter. Becca shimmering skin. No, no, I have that. Yeah. What is um, Nars? Not, no, like the in the in the pipette. Oh, not cover effects. Okay. The cover effects yeah, drops, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, they're I, amazing. I, I got in, like them. the white in Halo, okay. and Halo is a blue undertone, and oh. it's freaking terrifying. You look like an alien, right? Okay. But what Rebecca was does is she taps it on my cheekbones. Yeah. And I always look a bit like an alien. You put your foundation over the top; it just looks like your cheekbones are on another level. Yeah. And then she'll do um, like a light dusting of like Bobby Brown over the top. Yeah. Or like Becca, or yeah, by Terry. But it's just since I've got that, it's transformed my life. Yeah. Glossy, it really, really changed my life in terms of when I do my own makeup yeah. using less. Yeah. I would do a cat eye on myself every day. Yeah. And I realised that you actually don't have to. And it actually kind of ages you in a weird way. Yeah. The less is more. And also to focus on like dewy. I'm obsessed yeah. with RMS Beauty at the moment. You look very dewy at the moment. Thank living you. Luminizer. Living Luminizer. The Living Luminizer okay. freaking changed my life. Yeah. Because it's that thing of when I first tried it, I was like, well, this is really subtle compared mm-hmm. to like the blinding like Fenty ones, which I love as well for a night out. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. There's, there's a night out and stage makeup and then there's, there's day to day. Or there's, for me, there is anyway. It's 
totally yeah totally especially yeah. like when you're doing a show like i yeah. get out my steeler like liquid metals i'm like on the yeah, eyelids yeah, like yeah, a quick yeah, yeah. boom yeah but for me it's like i'm just obsessed with like really glowy like yeah. fresh like very pink cheeks mm. i know some people are quite like more bronzer than blush because they're kind of more tanned and that looks mm. incredible on them but on me i'm like obsessed with blush yeah blush is everything which color do you like do you i have love you? beam um glossier is one of my favorites the watercolor blush in yeah. what is it like water lily it's got like a weird purple undertone yeah but also it's the fact that they use a lot of like really light brushes yeah makeup artists they never <coughs> use heavy brushes yeah ever yeah they're just like a light dusting of stuff yeah, yeah. and it's that thing of like that mindset of that the less you put on the better you'll look but it's almost using loads of stuff but a tiny bit of yeah. loads of stuff and they're so, a layer yeah they're yeah. layer yeah and what about mascara then and what's your it's so funny every makeup artist says drugstore and mascara is as good as yeah. expensive and i can attest to that because yeah. i've done both and it, it's exactly the same yeah what they actually mostly do is you use individuals on top yeah. to give it that sort of fluttery effect mm-hmm. and they're easier to put on than strip sometimes yeah but i love the ardell demi wispies they're my favorite yeah and for eyebrows for eyebrows i've just found a trick yeah um so i was using the dip brow pom- pomade Anastasia Beverly yeah. House, and i was using it so wrong i was putting on like i was painting it on yeah like, and they were like oh hell no <laughs> and she got it she was like you literally you take off most of it on your hand yeah you like you brush in the direction of your hairs you don't like so if your hair's out go up to the yeah. side don't go up yeah. just go to the side yeah and then you don't need brow gel just spray hairspray on it and just fluff them up and yeah. it looks so much more natural yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like hairspray on brows is great oh, but you do have to spray it on something before you put it on you can't yeah, no, you have, to, <laughs> yeah. have to spray it on a spoon and yes, then, yes, yes. Spoolies are everything. Yeah, or toothbrush. Yeah. Also, I'm absolutely obsessed with. Have you, have you tried nipple balm for lip? lip yeah. Gloss? yeah, 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 yeah. It's brilliant. It's the best. Yeah. It's yeah, hands down the best. I always have one in my pocket. And what I lipstick when you're doing it. red lipstick do you wear? So I think Rebecca for the greatest dancer we did the TV show on Saturday. Yeah, she did a mix of three different Mac mm-hmm. ones. I love Ruby Woo. Yeah, I love Ruby it's Woo. Quite drying though, Ruby Woo. So you have to put yeah, lip balm on. You have to put some lip yeah. balm on first. Yeah. Also, lip scrubs. Yes. Life-changing. Yeah. Life-changing. Do you make them yourself or do you buy them? Well, I, I can do both because yeah. I really enjoy like making like scrubs and stuff at home, but there's some really nice like vanilla-y ones. Mm. Or just even brushing your lips with like um, like a toothbrush. I've been on the search for a perfume that I like yeah. was mine for so long. Yeah. And I used to like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be growing up all by Chanel. It was like, I just felt like old. And then I used to like try out all these sort of, I don't know, like boutique ones. And I was like, they're just not me. Yeah. They're really not me. Yeah. I mean, I really like Byredo for candles. Mm-hmm. And I know some people smell amazing with them, but it wasn't quite right. Do you have me. a favourite Byredo candle? 100% bi- Bibliotech. Okay. It's yeah. out of this freaking world. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. everyone likes Treehouse. Treehouse yeah. is amazing. But no, I like Bibliotech. I think it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's got like a nice vanilla undertone, but I want to get yeah. the rest of the... Yeah. I just, I love get candles. <laughs> I love yeah. Diptyque as well. Diptyque yeah. is my life. Um, I actually got my brother into Diptyque. Uh, Do you have a favourite Diptyque? Um, he wears the Foss, the fig one. Yes. Okay. I freaking love that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this is the life changing thing. So, Glossier has a perfume. You. And yeah, yeah, that is hands down. Yeah. I'm on my fifth bottle. Yeah, it's great. Sixth it's bottle. Great. It smells slightly different on everyone too. No, that's the thing. It mixes yeah. with your own like self. Yeah, yeah it yeah, mixes yeah. you with your own oils and yeah. basically like is a heightened version of you. Mm. So whatever your pheromones are, it's like you on another level. I've literally been chased down the street by women being like, "What are you wearing?" Have you? Yeah, it's interesting. Before we started recording, <laughs> you said that you were well into products, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." No, but you are. You're fully, fully into like, it. You've got your head screwed on so well for someone like <laughs> embarking on such a big career. I think you're. So I can't wait to see what you're going to do next. It's going to be quite epic. Thank you. Are you I writing? Just, yeah, we're literally getting back into the writing mode because it's crazy. Like you, fin- you finish your album or like in the final stages of it and then you're back into writing for the next yeah. one and I'm like 
I'm just loving it because it's that you go through different phases of yeah. being like, oh, I really miss being at home. Then you're at home for a long time. They're like, I want to go on tour. You kind of get that balance. Where's your gold disc now? Platinum. Platinum. Sorry. <laughs> no. <Whoa>. no, no. <laughs> do you get a gold and a platinum or do you just get a Well, this is the thing. Like when it went to gold, I was like, we should just get it now. Like what yeah. if it doesn't like go further? And everyone was like, hold your ground. I'm like, but I can't no. handle this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it like arrived today and I just, it feels like one of those pinch yourself moments. You're going to have it framed? It is framed. Oh massive amazing it's just but for me like the real honor is getting to work with people that i love and respect on a daily basis like having like the friends and having that tribe that i didn't have growing up like that to me yeah is worth a thousand basically that little girl who was like one day you you are where you wanted to be which is incredible i spent a lot of time like on my own just like one day it'll be okay and it is so it's like a disney film (laughs) (laughs) but I feel like I would rather buy my own castle than, like, marry someone for theirs. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Let me talk about my favourite thing. Yeah, Yeah, I know. It's exciting. I'm going to give you all those recommendations now. Thank you very much, Freya. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. There are plenty more in the archive if you'd like to have a beautiful lives binge. Otherwise, do remember to listen next week when I'll be joined by a new guest. And subscribe if you'd like that episode to slide onto your phone or whatever device you listen to podcasts on as soon as it's live. See you next week. Bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.